And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Freshman Podcast. We're here with the family. The, the family lawyers right here. We're here with Dan and Jeff Pratt, guys. It's going to be lit. Let's get into it, man. Let's go. Back. What's we're up, back. guys? Welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast, man. Regular edition. So we're a little bit behind schedule, guys. So we're gonna get right into it, man. Uh, can you guys introduce yourself to the audience? We have a lot more subscribers than last time you guys were on. You guys weren't here Woo-hoo. since what? December, late yeah. 2021. But welcome back. Late welcome September. back. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, all right. Well, my name is Jennifer Pratt. I am a Florida licensed attorney. It's a pleasure to be back here. I am the managing partner at Prada Law. That's Prada P R A D A dot Law. You can reach us at www.prada.law we are on all you know instagram facebook at prada.law my personal instagram and now tiktok i'm trying to grow a tiktok crowd here is at pratt law which is p-r-a-t-t law altogether our number to reach us is 888-88-LEGAL can't be any easier 888-88-LEGAL we speak spanish we are in miami florida and medellin colombia and we handle an array of different areas of law ranging from bankruptcy to immigration to personal injury which is my focus this year as i was mentioning to you earlier and of course dan the man here i'm daniel silver yeah i handle handle all the family family law. law work so everything in family court, that's all I do. A little one-trick pony, but I'm pretty good at that trick. Awesome, awesome. Um, and you guys want to give my guests a little bit of background as far as, like, you know, how long you guys have been attorneys, uh, practice, where you've practiced in the past. Or... Dan, and how can they reach you? That's really important yeah. because we want the Fresh and Fit family to know how to reach Dan the man because when they call us, they want to talk to Dan. There you go. How can they reach you, Dan? Two ways. <laughs> Email dsilver at prada.law or i'll give my cell phone oh 305-793 that's really really you know what oh man everyone blows up my cell phone I'll, don't Whoa. call after midnight <laughs> that's what we're talking about Say man. That again because i may have interrupted 305-793-5790 wow. straight to me okay go. don't call after midnight and how many uh, clients from fresh and fit have you gotten so far we have gotten some and shout out to the fresh and fit clients and family because yeah. they Most know gang. what's up and we've had very good experiences, actually, nice. with a lot of people, even people that didn't sign up, but like we still talk to. I talk to people on my Instagram, like a lot of love, always love. So that's dope mm-hmm. for sure. Hit me up like Dan doesn't have an Instagram. We're working on that, but you can hit me up and like we're married. So you ask me a question, you're getting an answer from both of us. And we have a su- successful marriage because I'm not on social media. I'm there not. Go. I'm not on Instagram. Like, <laughs> hey, like, like. Oh, she's hot. Like, like, like. Oh, no, no, no. no but, but she's Colombian. She'll stab me. No, okay. You know what? Let's not make those allegedly. sort of allegations. Allegedly. But but on the real, on the I, real. I think my cell phone's already started. Falling. Daniel. Well, that might have been a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you yeah. did that. Um, okay. Daniel, we're, we're, though. I'll, I'll catch you later, man. I'm on the air. Daniel, though, has been an attorney for nearly 20 years. Um, he started his career. Tell him, baby, how you started your All career. All criminal defense and then transitioned into family work. 
So that's all and I do this now. is all he does. I've been an cool. attorney now since 2010, so I'm going on my 22nd year later this year. I'm sorry, 22nd year, <laughs> 12th year. Can't yeah. even do math. Sorry. And um, I handle most of the everything at the law firm. I'm the managing partner, so I got my hands in every area of law, and I feel very comfortable talking about all sorts, as you know, yeah, all sorts sure. of different areas of law. But today yeah. we're here to talk about mostly family law. Yes. Because it's it's what a lot of people want to know about paternity, family child support, equitable distribution, some high-profile divorces that have occurred since we've been gone. I'd love to talk a little bit about sure. that and talk about, you know, some of the good work that Mr. Daniel Ray Silver does for us here at Prada Law. So if uh, so, I guess what we could do is we could just go with an overview of what family law is sure. for yeah. the people, give them a quick little intro, and then we can go into the PEACE acronym, which is pretty important as well. Sure. So like family court, paternity, dissolution of marriage, domestic violence, and then I also do a lot of prenuptial agreements and postnuptial agreements. Right, perfect, perfect. Um, okay. So, can we go over the peace acronym? What that stands sure. for? So, which is what the family courts, I guess, pretty much cover with any type of case. Right. So, I can never tell you what a judge is or is not going to do, but I can tell you that in Florida, they have to decide the issues in your case in a certain order, and it's peace. So, P, parental responsibility, parenting plan, everything having to do with the children. E, equitable distribution. A, alimony. C, child support. And E, everything else, which is attorney's fees. And I just realized that I think my phone's going to keep blowing up this entire show. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 People yeah. are going to call right now on air while we're It's all air. good. It's all good. I love it. But I'm sorry. Uh, I can't take your phone calls right now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awkward. Yes. But yeah, in Florida, the courts have to decide your issues in a certain marching order. So that's how yeah. we address the issues in the case. Okay. So uh, I guess we hit with uh, each each part. So I guess the first one is parenting plan. What would that be? I tell my clients, like, your husband, your wife, the judges don't care about you. All they care about is the kids. So a parenting plan is time sharing, parental responsibility, everything having to do with the minor children. That's what they do first. Next, E, equitable distribution. So you divide the marital assets and liabilities. You set aside the non-marital assets and liabilities. A, alimony. C, child support. E, everything else, which is 99% of the time, attorney's fees. Attorney fees. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, is there anything else you want to cover on peace before we move on to uh, no, domestic No, I mean, that's pretty much the the marching order. So, like, you know, when I write a settlement proposal or, like, I'm just addressing a case in court, we do things in that order. So, you know, we're not going to talk about alimony before you divide the marital assets and liabilities. Because, you know, if some, if someone gets a lot of money in equitable distribution, then they have less need for alimony and vice versa. Can you give an example, I guess, with like, I guess, how a case would go like a typical divorce? Because, you know, as you guys know, we have a mostly male audience. A lot of guys have been, you know, the victims of divorce, gotten kind of cleaned out or whatever it may be uh, from maybe not having a prenuptial agreement in place or mm -hmm. making a lot of money in their girlfriend or spouse or whatever. Uh, didn't make anything. So how would a normal, I guess, divorce kind of go through? So you've got the PEACE acronym, and that's yeah. the way the judge is going to decide the issues in the case. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about how the case goes, so you file a petition, you serve the wife or the mother. They have 20 days to respond. You have 45 days to exchange what's called mandatory disclosure. So you have to file a financial affidavit. You've got to produce your bank statements, your credit card statements, your deeds, your uh, agreements, tax returns. Basically, it, if it's not protected by attorney-client privilege or another like statutory privilege, like a uh, psychotherapist patient or something like that, it's all fair game. Mm -hmm. So when you're filing for divorce or about to get in a court case, be very careful what you post on social media 
because that's all admissible. Be very careful what you text your soon-to-be ex-wife. Be very careful what you put in on paper because it's all discoverable. So 45 days, you exchange discovery. We go to mediation. And then if you don't settle a mediation, then you're going to a final hearing. Well, God damn. And and this financial affidavit that you mentioned, I'm assuming it's done under oath, right? So if oh, you yeah. like lie, oh yeah, oh I only got a thousand dollars to my name, but in reality you got a million dollars, you know, hidden somewhere. Yeah, and- that's bad. You don't want to do that <laughs> because you can be held in contempt of court. And if you file a fraudulent or false financial affidavit and you settle your case, and then years later your spouse finds out that you hid stuff or filed something, you know, fraudulently, they can reopen the case. So you really wow. got to be careful with the financial affidavit. It's like literally the most important document because, you know, judge isn't going to know you, isn't going to know your wife and like going to look at both financial affidavits and in two minutes is going to get a financial snapshot of where you're at. Income, taxes, deductions, monthly expenses, assets, liabilities, contingent assets, contingent liabilities. What's the difference between contingent assets? Well, like, let's say you have, you have a pending personal injury case and you may get a settlement one day. Okay. Or, or an like, inheritance. Or, or you're getting, or you're getting relevant, sued. But, but, but yeah, sued, right? regardless, it's something that is, may happen in the future that you know about, oh. but isn't like 100%. Okay. Damn. So, so all that comes into play. Oh, cri- yeah. Cri- uh, crypto. Per oh, se, because that's the question. way people put money for safe so, reasons away. So, yeah, it's not safe there. You can't hide it. Mm-hmm. And the, they changed the disclosure form recently mm-hmm. to say that, yeah, if you have cryptocurrency or any e-accounts, it all has to be disclosed. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So if what we find all, out later that all, you didn't disclose it, that's what Dan was talking about. We can really problems. revert everything. Yeah. So crypto and offshore banks, none of that. You're supposed to disclose all of it. You have to disclose everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything that's protected from disclosure? Insurance? Attorney-client privilege communications. But as far as like wow. your financial records, no. Nothing. Absolutely okay. not. But what about trust? None of that? No. I mean, they could be joined to the litigation. But look, in my experience, quite frankly, if you have money under your mattress mm-hmm. in cash, it's very hard to find that because I have subpoena power but I don't have the power to like come in your bedroom and look under your mattress. Yeah. But aside from that, I mean, it's all discoverable. And these days, I mean, I have clients that look, I have a client that was a hairdresser and like a year ago or two years ago, it was all cash. Mm -hmm. And now it's no cash. It's Venmo or PayPal. And and you you can't hide that anymore. Yeah. There's, there's very, very few cash businesses. I mean, in fact, we went to the heat game the other day and we had a friend like, Oh, it's our round. Let let, let me buy you a beer. And he hands out like, he's like, gives them some money and the, the cashier's like uh we don't take money <laughs> like we don't we don't want your money we, we swipe a card cash or yeah so yeah. uh cash is almost outdated yes. and it's you know very hard to hide anything other than cash there's wow. a couple businesses here in miami that are like stop they, they've like pretty much stopped taking cash and it's like oh wow there's times are changing you know obviously and there's two red flags in any family law case yeah. one a child with special needs or two, someone who's self-employed, who runs their own business, who can manipulate their income mm-hmm. and pay for personal expenses through their business. So you're good doing that with the IRS, but if you run your heat tickets and all sorts of luxury you know, vacations, all sorts of business, uh, sorry, personal expenses through your business, uh, it all gets added back into your income for family car purposes purposes and ah. uh, yeah and then so that's for, an important distinction just because you wrote it off and you're it's not necessarily you know earned income is still going to be looked at as earned income in the eyes of the family court correct because it's a per it's a business paying for a personal expense or an in-kind reimbursement that reduces your personal living expenses so yes. depreciation on real estate property no nope. cost none of that 
helps you. It's all good for the IRS. Oh, hold up. I can't, good for give, the IRS. I, I, I can't give tax advice. Course, I'm not an accountant. Course. But, yeah. yeah, it's okay by the IRS. Not cool in family court. Wow. That's a big... There's no escape. <laughs> There's no escape, <laughs> no escape man. Right. You We're going to take that gross yeah. income. Oh, yeah. oh. All of it. They don't care about NOI. None of that. No. They're just like, oh, you make this much gross? Okay, that's what we're going to go off of. We don't care about debt service or any of that stuff. I well, think we look at, like, FICA and, like, well, some I mean, taxes if, if you're running, you pay if you're out, running, look, Everyone who owns a business is going to run some personal expenses, some of gas, course, course. some health insurance, some cell phone or something like that. But when you have, like, you know, oh, I'm paying for heat tickets, I'm paying for meals at Komodo, I'm paying for all this fancy stuff. Sounds like well, us. Like, like not a, yeah. <laughs> well, you're good because you're not in family court. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. if you were, it'd be a real problem. Wow. Sounds like a, we need that mill. Uh, birth control pill so there's really <laughs> like for the so, that. Uh, yeah that pill, bro. like so, so to me it looks like Whoa. there's you can you can you know lower your earned income on in the eyes of the irs Correct. but you don't get those benefits in Correct. family court exactly wow. because, okay. because you know if you're talking about child support or like spousal support you can't shortchange your spouse like let, let's say you know my wife and i get divorced and all of a sudden like okay like i had x amount of gross receipts last year but this year i say you know what I'm going to pay for all of my personal expenses through my business. And now I'm making minimum wage. But yeah, it all gets added back. Wow. Okay. That, that's, that's, and I then did forensic, not know that. Then forensic accountants get involved. You have a lot of charts and summaries and things get very Yo, expensive. This is scary, man. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> your money, your money isn't safe anywhere. Even like things that you would use to like, you know, basically mitigate tax liability. It's, it actually isn't going to help you with the family courts, which is crazy. I'm sorry, y'all. I ain't getting married again. Yeah, <laughs> doing that again. Yeah, man. God damn. And remember, it doesn't have to just be marriage. It can be paternity cases of too, just I mean, for any purposes of trying to determine your, your income, income for child support purposes. Absolutely, the the courts aren't going to let a child get shortchanged. Mm. Okay, and guys, don't worry. I'm going to read the chats here in a second. Uh, I just want to make sure we get as much content out there, and then uh, just because for the purposes of you know making sure that we can get as much content in as possible, guys, I'm going to only I'll read from this point forward. I'll read all the chats, but from this point forward, we're going to go twenty and up. Uh, cause you know, obviously time is a little bit shorter, so we want to make sure y'all get the sauce. So, um, okay. So we talked about, um, intro and overview of family law and we went over the acronym of peace, which is actually really cool. I wrote that down. Uh, <laughs> you wanted to guys cover, uh, domestic violence, right? I do handle a lot of domestic violence cases. My background before I started doing family work was in criminal defense. Mm -hmm. So domestic violence is it's quasi criminal, it's yeah. civil in nature, but usually look, if, if you punch you know, a woman in the face, they're going to get a criminal battery charge. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you, if you do that oh, shit. Street Fighter. <laughs> so, you know, there'll be a criminal case and a parallel, you know, companion civil domestic violence injunction. And in family cases, you know, there'll be a married couple and there's a domestic violence incident. They, they may have a child or two and then an injunction is entered and then you know, against, let's say, the father or the, the husband, and then the husband has to vacate the house and can't see the kid until a hearing. And that's going to be eight to 10 weeks minimum. So they weaponize the domestic violence injunctions to kind of gain an edge in the family court because now all of a sudden the guy's paying child support with uh, no overnights and, uh, yeah, and, and constructively evicted from where he's living. God Even damn. if it's your house. We had a case where it was the guy's house. He owned it. It was a premarital asset, and got kicked out oh, of yeah. his own house there's and even like let's say you have a long-term marriage with a couple of kids and you own a premarital property there's case law in florida that says a court can award exclusive use and possession to the a wife or mother of a premarital or non-marital property 
which totally sucks if yeah. that's your non-marital property. Wow. You know, they, they don't see it coming. Okay. Yeah. It has to be incidents to, to support. So, you know, he has a support obligation rather than paying her directly. She's going to live at his house for free. Wow. Yeah. And he's evicted from his house, which totally sucks. That he owned prior to the yeah. relationship or the marriage. And there's no way to get her out. Well, eventually. Eventually. But, but with so when someone files a domestic violence injunction, yeah. they basically have to write in the four corners of the document, uh, like sufficient proof, legally sufficient evidence. And domestic violence, it's a low bar. Yeah. I mean, it's an assault or battery. That's it. You know, an unlawful touching. He it just assaulted be, her on 4K. It God damn it. It could literally be. I got, be, I got could, like. Yeah, uh, you got 2,500 2, witnesses. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah. look, just kidding. at the end of the day, at trial, it may not be enough to sustain a permanent injunction. Yeah. But to get the temporary. Yes. And that's it. The temporary gets me out, gets me not seeing the babies yeah. and gets her in my house. Because they're going to argue safety. So they're going to be able to expedite that process and, and then kind of figure out the, the, the after the dust settles later. And all they have to do is they write the allegations. A judge, without hearing any evidence, is just going to look at the four corners of the document and say, uh, it's legally sufficient. Temporary injunction granted. Bam. And you're not going to get a hearing for eight to ten weeks. Wow. So you're saying I got to fight with my girlfriend or my wife. She's upset at me. Does this whole domestic abuse thing against me. But even full evidence being shown i can get like eight weeks out of my, you out of can my get constructively evicted from your place absolutely and, and not only that they could do it ex parte right where you're it not even privy to it. Yes. oh yeah. yeah yeah you don't get a yeah you don't get to be hurt she, they they take the temporary the, the injunction the temporary injunction is literally granted by just her sworn statement yeah so it's like he hit me he punched me he you know he committed false imprisonment or something you just got to hit that bar and then it's and guy, for the audience out there, ex parte guys basically means like only one party is bringing it to the judge and the other party doesn't have a chance to kind of like tell their side of the story, which is, you know, very obviously sucks because they can go do it behind your back. You don't even know what's happening. Mm -hmm. You don't oh. get notified. And then they just show up. Hey, by the way, you got to get out your own crib, bro. The sheriff. And then yeah. bam. And take, then they take their they're kicking you out. Take a couple of shirts and jackets. And uh, yeah. So, so you, you cannot even see it coming, guys. Fellas, live oh, yeah. yourself, man. Don't yeah. you also have to give up That's your guns if you own oh, yeah. a gun? Firearms or shredder. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Even if no firearms were involved in the alleged domestic violence dispute, you got to give up your firearms. Yeah. Is that like a, a, is this like the equivalent of a protective order or a restraining order or, or yeah, no? Yeah, it's like a restraining order, like a stay away it's order. It's a civil domestic violence. So injunction. it'll be in like, uh, when I used to work in law enforcement, if in you search record? someone's name, you search someone's name in there, right? That sometimes, you know, if someone wants a warrant or whatever, but they also have protection orders in that thing as well. Will that show up in oh, there? Yeah. It's a so, stay away but, protection order. But, yeah. So it's it, will only, okay. it will only show up on the public record after the temporary injunction is granted. One of the challenges I have is that before they're granted, they're confidential. So a client may say, hey, look, you know, my wife may have filed a domestic violence injunction. I'm like, well, we can't see it. You know, there's nothing on the docket until they enter the injunction yeah. and they serve serve them. Now, I have intimate knowledge of this because I used to work in law enforcement. I remember there was something called the Lautenberg Act. And they would make us sign this paper every year to say you are not involved. You know, you don't have a crime uh, punishable uh, of domestic violence, misdemeanor, or whatever it may be. You had to sign it every year, like, you know, basically under oath. And uh, it was like, you know, there's no protection order against you, whatever. So if someone let's say someone works in law enforcement or works in some kind of profession where they have to be able to bear arms, they can file this injunction order against them. Ex parte. You don't even know what's coming. They serve it on you. Does that pretty much put you now? 
in a position where you can't even like you gotta you could lose your job. You got a problem. Yeah, you got a real problem. Yeah, yeah. they because they don't even need evidence to do this. They could. They could. Well, no, hold up. There is evidence. Okay. The evidence is the sworn, you know, statement in the domestic violence injunction that said, you know, he beat me. He yeah. hit me. He false imprisoned me. He did some act. But don't, they don't violence. verify at that level yet, right? They're basically oh, going they, off for her work. No they testimony take, they taken. Take no. it off the page. Wow. And, and here's the thing. These temporary injunctions are liberally granted because the last thing a judge wants to do is get one of these yeah. and deny it. And all of a sudden, ends someone up dies on the, on the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. OK, so I will, I will tell you that I also represent victims in domestic violence cases. Mm -hmm. Anytime I'm, I'm involved in pursuing an injunction and we set it up. It's very rare that we're not going to get the injunction. Yeah. Given I have to have a good faith basis. We're of not going to sit here and lie. Yeah. But it's not that hard. Yeah. It's really that's not. scary. That's and, scary. You know, look, there's a couple of different categories of domestic violence. I mean, if you, you know, hit a woman and she's got a black eye and some broken bones, you're done. Yeah. It, 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 it's just, you know, there's a criminal case and that injunction is getting entered. But some of these cases where, you know, it's a bump. Yeah. Or, it, it could be a close call at a final evidentiary hearing, but that temporary is going to be entered. Or, you know what else? Because we've also dealt with it here at our office is the cases where. The, let's just say for purposes of this example, the man is involved in a domestic violence with his current wife or girlfriend, but he has children with a woman from either a previous relationship or a previous marriage. And now that woman is trying to use this new domestic violence situation that happened between him allegedly and his new girl or his new wife as a way to take the children away, the oh, time sharing away leverage, leverage, from yeah. the man. So she can use his new relationship against them. It's an act of domestic violence. And let it's me in tell you, statute. in our case, the allegations didn't even happen in front of the child. Like if it happened in front of the child, I could kind of sort, I think we can all agree like, yo, you beating on anybody in front of your children. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's, but it, it, in this particular case, I'm talking about the allegations didn't even happen in front of the children. And yet this individual person, this woman was able to try to show the court and the court's like, Hey, I want to at least hear it. I want to see what this is about. So it's, it's so. a very low threshold to get a temporary injunction. So I, I got to ask, how does a guy kind of like contract this or he can't at all? How can he protect himself okay. against this? Because I know that's video, what the, the audience is going to ask. Take out the cell phone. Start okay. recording. And, and be and be very, very vigilant in the fact that I am recording for yeah. my personal safety. Yeah. And say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Florida, I know, is a uh, two-party consent it, state. It, but that's so. a little—it's—it's it's a little. We're not talking about recording a phone call where, like, the other side may not have knowledge. Okay. I mean, you're literally in the middle of a, a, a verbal or physical dispute. Of course, of course. And you're taking out your cell phone, yeah. saying, "I'm recording to protect myself and to protect you." Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, now, that's now, a little different. To play devil's advocate here. You know, if you record, that's, that's my job. They're going to change, right? They're going to be like, oh, 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 my God, dear. I love your shoes. Like, she's about to smack the shot at you. I would never. Some I would people never. do, but some people don't. You'd be surprised. No, of some course, get of course. More hype. Yeah, they get like... more hype. But my thing is, like, some people that are yeah. intelligent, not low IQ, they will definitely <laughs> change their behavior because, like, oh, I'm being recorded now. So my thing is, can Good. you surreptitiously record them? Mm. Good question. Um. Well, well, no, because when, when you legal. start recording, they okay. change your behavior, but then you're good. Then you're good. That's yeah. And it kind of sucks because they're going to change their behavior if you record them overtly a lot of the times. But like, but you're not recording them overtly. You're recording them to their face. That's what I'm saying. Like you're telling them, hey, I'm recording yeah. you, but they're going to change their behavior. So I'm looking at it like if, if there's like if you're trying to actually get evidence that, yo, this chick is crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? You would have to surreptitiously record, but it sucks because it's like that's illegal technically in Florida. No, but, at least. but here's the thing. If you take out your cell phone and you start recording and like all of a sudden she goes from like, you know, Tasmanian devil crazy to like, cool, you've just protected yourself and you're not going to get a domestic violence injunction based on some crazy stuff. True. But what if you already have a court hearing? Go, you got, you know, a court proceeding going and you're trying to get the kids well, that, or you're well, trying well, to prevent her from different. taking the kids from you. That's what I'm saying, because there's been a pattern because let's be honest. When people are arguing and fighting, it's never just like one isolated incident. It's probably been like a pattern of arguments and altercations, et cetera. And you're like, well, I know she's trying to take kids from me. Can I surreptitiously record to not only protect myself, but also to show, hey, this chick is crazy. She doesn't deserve sole custody of the children. Uh, I should get custody. But, you know, that could be considered illegal. Right? So first off, I mean, there's no serendipitously recording. You're, you're yeah, either recording it, and, yeah. and putting them on notice or not. And the, I, I want to mention one other thing. You talk about custody. So in Florida, there's no more custody unless you're talking about like termination of parental rights and dependency court. And we're not going there like in divorce cases. There used to be, you know, years and years ago. In fact, a long time ago, there used to be the tender years doctrine. So if you had a young kid, it was like just the tender years. It was just presumably better with the mother. That's yeah. all gone now. Now there's shared parental responsibility. Okay. There's no more custody. So there's no more primary re residential parent or secondary re residential parent. There's like the custody has kind of been abolished in Florida law. Does, does Florida uh, essentially and, and other states, I guess, if, if you know, like automatically just presume 50-50 split no, from the rip? No. Florida laws, I can't talk about other states because I'm not licensed there. But okay. in Florida, it doesn't talk about equal, but the statute says both parents get continuing and frequent time sharing. So okay. in my experience, look, if you're not father of the year and the court's things that like okay the mom is like a better parent dad's not getting anything less than every other weekend friday through monday and at least one overnight a week that's the bare minimum bare minimum okay. unless you're talking about like you know psychological issues serious drug addiction or like some crazy stuff but five overnights every two weeks is going to be about 35 percent of the time plus you're going to get two weeks over the summer half the holidays and maybe like less a little less than 40 percent okay. but that's like your worst and that's case default Essentially, well, I mean, the judges have a lot of discretion, Okay, but I'm just saying in my experience, I would never have a client settle for any. I mean, the worst day in court is five overnights every two weeks. Okay. And, you know, seven would be equal. Six would be like splitting the baby. Okay. But if you have six overnights every two weeks, half the holidays and you know two weeks over the summer, you're going to end up with like 45 percent of the time. OK. Right. Not Chime equal. In about but your about yeah, your recording please. real quick. Yeah. I'll just, I'll, you know, because I know guys are going to ask these questions. Look, so a, a lot of the times that like you were talking about the children, a lot of times when things tend to happen is at that point of exchange. And if for any reason you're exchanging the child um, at home, at your home. Yeah. One of the things I do recommend is to have a ring or like a ring camera or a camera that's just like a regular surveillance camera outside of your house. So that will record. But just keep in mind that if you act up, that's also being recorded. And then in a case, it could be subpoenaed by the other side if they find out. And we actually have a case like that where, you know, whether or not we want to use that, that uh, let's say surveillance video to our, in our case is good or not, because it could go both ways. Yeah. Right. But that is another idea. And I don't think anyone could really, Say yeah. anything about that, about a ring camera or oh, a surveillance no, Cause, cause camera. You, you right? don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy, privacy outside right. the house. Because so, yeah. I, I had a friend, right? He has a sign in his house. And when you walk in, it says, hey, you, we enter, you're being recorded. And there's a camera. There's like cameras all over his house. So whatever happens, is that is he protected that way or no? We're not going over there.
I don't like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's genius, actually. I not think, bad for I family think, or purpose. Okay. Family or purposes, so that's, not bad. That's good then. I think he's on. If he is, I think he's good. I think he might be good. And like, do I have an expectation of privacy in someone else's home? I don't know about that. So I think that might be okay. That's a way out. I mean, that's a good way out. I mean, we've, we've talked about it. Yeah. I mean, you guys may want to install some signs like that in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 we got our little waiver. We tell them that, you know what I'm saying? Like, we no, tell them. Fuck Fab and Fit. Put me on Warstar. Yeah, we, we could do that as well. But we got the little waiver. All right. So we got 3,000 plus y'all in here. So, like the video. go guys, like the video. Um, I'll, I'll read through these chats real quick. Um, And if we got time, we'll do a QA at the end. Uh, Anthony Kassam. What you guys think about the view being canceled? People are waking up. Yeah, they'd be lying all there. Uh, uh, be lying over there. Fresh BBC. Fresh ask lawyers if we are liable if we blow a girl's back out, even though they told us to go deeper and we warned them that actually, would happen if we did. Actually, I, I do remember <laughs> a, a case being about that. that <laughs> For real? Yeah, about Dead like ass. somebody was injured and yes. <laughs> And I know I think in one of the cases, somebody may have even passed away, guys. And it was like they were liable. I think so. If I'm going to die early, that's how I'm going out. <laughs> what the wait, hell? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. shit. She's telling me going deeper. Yeah. Cause her to die? I think that Sounds, consensual. Sounds I, consensual. I think she the said defense go deeper. is consent. The defense is consent. So can you so. record? Bro. Mm -hmm. That is madness. No, or, no don't that record that. Bro. Or it's on a waiver? Anyway. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. It's Thanks, Fresh BBC, for bringing us there. Definitely uh, thick. Okay. okay. Karen Deep Singh, Chris, you're yeah, a, If that's a troll, that's the best troll ever. Yeah, 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 yeah and it's a pitch black, too. Fresh's uh, penis, apparently. What is the what hell, is. bro? Uh, wow. Okay, we got uh, Karen Deep Singh. Chris, you're a Tura Bell Fortnite less FNF. Okay, I'm down 10 pounds. No more being fat 2022. We up. Hey. Uh, Steel Valley Kicks. Hey, shout out to you, bro. Like I said, being fat is unacceptable, so I'm glad you're losing weight. Jetpack oh five six seven four. Yeah, we had a whole discussion about that part to the show. Uh, went to a Muslim wife in Dubai as a devout man myself, but even girls there have multiple partners. Duzina and drink on weekends. I don't know what to do. Hey, man, it happens, my friend. You got to find the right one. I can't give legal advice in Dubai. I wish I could. <laughs> uh, SS ten bucks Canadian. Do the guests think the laws are providing distinct uh, incentive towards traditional marriage, and should men no longer agree to be in traditional marriages? That's a good question. We'll hold that for the end. You know how we think. Twan World twenty bucks. <laughs> Thank you so much, David Reck. Jen and Dan, a lot of guys say that the prenups are useless. I'm young and I don't know much about them either. Can you give me a simplified explanation on prenups and why men say they don't work? Okay, we can we can hit that real fast because that actually does that one. work with one. what we're discussing today. So prenups work if they're done right. You can't do one, you know, the day of the wedding. But like, what does a prenup do? So in Florida, you've got the equitable distribution statute, the alimony statute, and basically Parties. Can you tell the people real quick what equitable equitable distribution is so they sure. kind of understand so, it? When you get married, every dollar that you men earn is now one half of your wife's. And every dollar that you borrow, same thing. 50 so, cents, right? Right. So equitable distribution after, you know, you're married for 10, 15 years, everything you've accumulated is marital assets. Damn, I'm rich. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this is why I tell every like I tell now my clients if you yeah. if you own a He's business if you own real property and you're about to get married you need a prenup because what happens is you're earning money and then all of a sudden you're paying down the mortgage on your non-marital property with marital funds that's commingling you're creating a marital component in a non-marital. Can you repeat asset. that one more time for the people? Because sure, that was it, that's it, very very really very good, important. Yeah. Okay, so you own a property just like I did when I got married. So you still it, do. I sure do. And I have a prenup and I'm protected, <laughs> but she owned a business and yeah. she owned a real property too. But point being, so you, if you don't have a prenup and you own a real property, 
and has a mortgage, you are paying down the mortgage during the marriage with marital funds. Not only that, your property is appreciating in value. Especially so now. Yeah, and your spouse is entitled to a part of the mortgage pay down, part of the appreciation. And all of a sudden, now you need a, an appraiser. Now you need a forensic accountant to do the calculation. And it gets very expensive. So mm. when you have a prenuptial agreement, you decide when you get married, hey, we're going to take our marriage outside of Florida law. Equitable distribution statute, 61.075. Alimony statute, 61.08. They don't apply anymore. So we are setting that in stone and parties can agree to that. It's all good. What you can agree to is, you know, future child support to a child that's not born to a marriage or temporary support. So if you get divorced during the pendency of the divorce, you can't waive temporary support and you can't have a prenuptial agreement that's going to put the wife or, or the impecunious spouse. I hate that word. Uh, like it, it, get, getting food stamps or, or like public assistance. What, what's the what's the what's that? What again? Yeah, Impec- the, 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 the person with the less money. Okay, right? yeah. what's that? It, what again? Impecunious. I'm gonna use that one. Impecunious. It's, it's like a triple award score with Chris. <laughs> can you say that word, Chris? Impecunious. No, <laughs> no but, but real talk. Not because it's us, but like the smartest thing both of us could have done is is get a prenup. Like, yeah, I love yeah. Daniel. It's I divorce hope we insurance. never get divorced, and I I hope he feels the same way. But the fact Someday. that that <laughs> <laughs> the this fact man. that we can sit here very openly and like the type of the types of conversations that he and I have, people are like freaked out by them. They're like, "Whoa, you guys talk about this stuff." Like we're talking about selling my premarital property right now and then buying a home together and like using the money from that as a down payment Mm. by me doing that i'm converting my premarital asset like my home that i had before i married him that i bought with my hard-earned money it's a married asset now right now a married asset so like what is he gonna give me in return or what does that mean you know like and all the like people get weirded out by this kind of stuff but here's what i think i think if you're not ready to have those kinds of conversation with whatever woman or man you're with then you're not ready to get married you know it's funny. Yeah, people skip the whole process. Real talk. They marry for love, and then when bills come up or things don't work, work well, out. Enough. Stupid. You know, my Talking grandmother blood. told me, and she's still alive. God bless her. Going to be ninety four this August. Mm. Love don't pay the rent. Uh, we we'll the show all the time. <laughs> Sit all the time on the show. Don't pay the that's, bills. No, that's big fact. Love's, so, a, love's a good start, but when you marry someone, it, it's a business. You're you're, you're getting it's a, you're, it's a partnership yeah. for sure. So going back to the equitable, uh, we're talking about equitable distribution and um the. Uh, uh, I guess a prenuptial agreement. So right. sorry, you were talking about sure. that. Sure. So basically in a nutshell, a prenuptial agreement is taking yourself out of the Florida statutes regarding equitable distribution. Yeah. So if my premarital property appreciates during the marriage, if my premarital business appreciates, you know, if there was no prenup, she'd have a claim to the appreciation. But now with the prenup, no claim. And my separate earnings, her separate earnings are all separate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, d- Aside what we may put it in like a joint account for like joint expenses or some little stuff. But point being, it's divorce insurance because you're not going to have, you know, calculations of appreciation and calculations of, you know, basically equitable distribution yeah. if you have a prenuptial agreement. Yeah. So they do sign up. They, they do stand up. But there needs to be full and fair financial disclosure. And you can't sign it like the day before the wedding. Yeah, right. because a lot of people, you know, big criticism on, on prenuptial agreements is, oh, they're not worth the paper they're written on, blah, blah, blah. And and my thing is, is well, you know, is it really useless or is it that people just poorly plan it? And you mentioned, well, you know, yeah, you can't I do mean, it the day before the wedding because there's mean, the rest pe- there. People think they're smart. They're like, okay, so like the day, 
the, the day of the wedding, you know, the wife's all the families here from out of town. Everyone's yeah, yeah. wearing the, the, the bridesmaids gown and this and that. And then the husband says, oh, you got to sign this right here and now. Otherwise, I ain't getting married. And like yeah. you tell everyone to go home. No, that's the rest. There's they, an NBA player that told a story about that. Steven right. Jackson, where the day of that she went for months not trying to sign the prenup. And then the day of the wedding, he said, I'm not doing it. In, in fact, and then she came to him crying, saying, no, I'll sign. And he said, no, the Dr. Dre prenup. There were allegations from the wife that basically he did that like the same day of the wedding oh really is yeah. that why i didn't stand and she killed him and took all his money no 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 she did not kill him actually she didn't she only got 100 million of which it was 50 million 50 million she could actually i wrote about this all on my page so okay. it was actually because of the prenup that i think her attorneys finally said look we're not gonna beat this in court because it was never tried they never tried the prenup they settled Okay, it's a big difference. And I think part of why the, her attorneys finally said after they made a crap load of money, yeah. they said, you got to just settle this. I think he was. Can you clarify what she was seeking versus what she actually got then? Because a lot, so, I think there's misinformation on that. So she was seeking. Oh. She was seeking half of what his worth is. And I believe. And again, this was a few months quick, ago. It was he's worth almost like a bill, like one billion dollars. Beats by right? Dre. Yeah. Right. So let's just say for math purposes, one hundred uh, one billion dollars. She got a hundred million and, and it was paid in 50 and 50 or going to be paid one one fifty million dollar payment. 2018 was, was 800 million. And that's 2018. So he was probably close to the billion mark that you're talking right. about so, when they were going through this. So last understand year. if they hadn't had this prenup. Especially, and I'm not licensed in California, but I know they're like a community. Yeah, uh, California is way different over than there, It's 50-50, yeah. like for yeah. sure, right? Yeah. So she would have been entitled to like 400 extra million dollars that he got to walk away with. Damn. I understand the media made it seem like he got really murdered. Bad. And I know he got the aneurysm and God bless him and God bless that family. Because, you know, at one point they obviously loved each other and they had babies or whatever. You know, they had a loving relationship. And so it sucks that it got to that point. Mm -hmm. I will tell you this. I think a lot of times it's the lawyers. They get real greedy. Mm -hmm. They get, you know, because they want that lawyer money. They of want course. the attorney fees being paid by Dr. Dre. I'm not going to lie. You come to me, Dr. Dre, like, man, I'm I'm like, all right, yeah. let's do this. Let's you know, it, yeah. I know I'm going to get paid. Right. So I understand that concept. But all in all, 100 million compared to like 400, 500 that she right. may have gotten. Okay. I get it. It's, it's still a lot of money. But, but it's a that w. Way more. Another case that I, I profiled in the last few months was the Kelly Clarkson case the american idol girl yeah, oh, yeah. Um, she had to pay money to her guy she, right and, and a lot of people said because again you up. don't know but i'm reading the stuff you know i'm, yeah, I, yeah. I'm looking at it and people say oh my god she's paying all this money honey it would have been worse she got away with what she got away with because they had a prenuptial agreement and that one they did try and that one was upheld you know who else's prenup was upheld my boy robert de niro my boy <laughs> he tried he tried it. it went to trial so they don't always go to trial but in this case he tried it Got upheld. And because of that, I don't remember the specifics now, but it was like night and day different. Again, a lot of money for us common folks. Yes. But not a whole lot of money in the grand scheme. Of so things. his wife tried to get the money from Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro's wife. I don't know who filed for divorce there, but the prenup is what helped him. Wow. Gotcha. So when people say prenups aren't worth it, blah, 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 I cold hardly vehemently disagree and if you're already married you can enter into a postnuptial agreement equally as enforceable and equally as valid it is a prenuptial agreement but just signed in florida after marriage in florida so we can gather well laid out prenups can hold their ground absolutely absolutely, okay. absolutely. All day. And, and and i'm all glad day. that we were having this discussion because you know you look in the media oh my god you have to pay 100 million but you know when you actually look at the entirety of the circumstance like hey he would have paid 
far more had he not had it because these guys have yeah. a lot of money. Half of what he accumulated. Half the what he accumulated. Yeah. I think that's a W. 100 million versus paying 500 million or 400 million. That's a big fucking difference. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All so, or, or, and I'll add this right since, since we're talking about like. And in the Kelly days. Clarkson case, it was a guy getting the money. I know you guys like that. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. Not hey, boys, we have, Sorry. Yeah. But, so Florida is a very easy state to get divorced. Like, I can't give you legal advice in California or New course, York, but I can tell you there are states with fault, states with, like, in Florida, one person, ir- marriage is irretrievably broken, you get divorced. It's very easy to get divorced. In fact, people do divorce planning to, like, oh, I'm going to rent a condo and, like, you know, be here for six months in one day, and now I'm a Florida resident, and now I'm going to file for divorce here. Are we giving them ideas? <laughs> <laughs> you could. Uh, there um, you go. So, okay. So, so, so we, we talked about, um, I guess the pronoun. So where do people mess up? So you could name some of the things we talked about, you know, they try to do it Same too day. close to the wedding. You know, there, they, there might they be, they don't provide full and fair financial disclosure. They try and hide stuff. There That's a big no, no, like the crypto example we talked sure. about. Yeah, Cause yeah. you have to fill out, I'm sure a financial affidavit when you do the prenuptial agreement as well, right? Well, financial it's disclosure. disclosure. It's, it's a little different than a financial affidavit, but okay. yes, you do. still under oath and stuff. And I'll tell you, I represented a man against his wife they did a postnuptial agreement they signed it about a week and a half before she got a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus and she misrepresented oh, her income the jeweler right the jeweler uh, yeah yes Uh-oh. yes but, but yeah <laughs> we got him we got him an Good awesome memory. settlement and i'll tell yeah. you it is very rare in a family case where there's a pot of gold waiting for you in the courtroom yeah i tell people like in divorce cases there's no winning there's varying degrees of losing yeah. but for that client look he was a, with the intact postnuptial agreement, which you say he'd get next to nothing. Mm-hmm. When we invalidated that and put put her, you know, feet to the fire, I mean, he was looking at getting like over half a million dollars. Yeah. And we settled for a little less than that. But so that put, was another one where it was not tried. Sorry, it was not, not tried. tried. It settled. was settled. Again, okay. power of the prenup. Oh, we had leverage. Oh, we had power leverage. of the prenup. Oh, yeah. yeah. So for postnuptial, right? Let's say you're a real estate investor, right? And you have properties or whatever, and you've been, I may or may not be talking about myself. Uh, not that I'm going to get married anyway, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. You're just having here. kids all over the world, right? Potentially. Okay. Potentially. Allegedly. Allegedly. Haram! Uh, so it, it, I don't have any kids, guys. They're, they're messing with me. So, uh, you know, and you have, <laughs> you have photos. These, yeah. They may have been photoshopped or maybe not. We don't know. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So you Sorry. have these properties or whatever. You get in a relationship with a girl, and then you used to continue to accumulate wealth and purchase properties while you're in the relationship. As you're, I guess, procuring property and building your wealth, can you basically every single time you're about to buy a new asset? Hey, I don't want this to be a, a marital as well. I don't want this commingled. Can you basically do that? So every step during you, of the marriage, so it's an interesting question because you're talking about I'm already married and then we're going to do a post up. But once you do that post up, it's basically saying like, what's my separate property remains my separate property. So as you're you, accumulating it during right, the marriage, so like, you don't okay, have to keep going back. Right. So you're not going to have multiple prenups or postnuptial agreements. It's basically what's on your side of the V. If you like sell a property and get a new property, it's all going to be separate. Okay. Okay. So you can put it from beforehand from now, the properties I have now and every property in yes. the future yes. will not be marital. Correct. Term? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Right. All Correct. right. So you can do that. All right, cool. Um, uh, all right. So, um, any, uh, Chris, anything else? Yeah. One second. Okay. Um, uh, thank you guys so much. There's 3,700 of you guys Yo. in here. So do me a quick favor. Y'all get a lot of sauce right now. This info is incredible. Guys. Yeah. This I might save your life. Stuff. He didn't know either. Teddy Fresh. That's why you got to have that fake your death plan if you are hitched. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Recap 10 bucks. <laughs> what if the account is under my father's name and I'm just a co-signer and my income is a hundred thousand, but an agreement paper between me and my father paying 30% for 10 years. What the fuck? Okay. Your father, well, your father's money is not your money. 
he's right. a co-signer, so like kind of like no, co-signer doesn't make it his not his, yours. His, right, still not his. And the income's so he saved then. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of, there's a reason why a lot of rappers will say, "I got everything in my mama's name." I mean, yeah, if it's not in your name, it's not yours. I mean, if I see a transfer in the last you know three, five, ten years that clearly was from you to your mom, I may want to know why or how. But give or take, if it's not in your name, it's not yours. Okay, that okay. is true. Cool. Um, okay, and, and a lot of pe- like parents will add their ch- children's names to an account just for like you know estate planning purposes. So it's not necessarily their money, but they may have to dis- disclose it in the divorce proceedings. If they're okay. the, like the beneficiary of a trust, a lot of right. people say, oh, trust are good ways. But if, if you're asked straight up, if you're the beneficiary of a trust, you have okay. to disclose that. Wow. So Okay. But isn't that one of the few things that isn't necessarily considered maritable funds? Right. But but you still okay. have to disclose it and it still okay. could weigh on the court's uh Overall you, judgment, you're, you're, you know, your ability to pay because a court can consider non-marital assets in determining an ability to pay. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So yeah, like, like they might not necessarily be able to attack it, but they'll say, "Well, you're capable of paying. We know you're getting a million dollars, buddy." Right. Exactly. They don't, they don't get any of that money in equitable distribution, right. but it gives you an ability right. to pay alimony, even right. life insurance. She may not be able to get to, to take life, that house from you. Not right. term life insurance, but if it. Cash surrender value, yes, that's that that could be a marital asset. Something, damn, yeah. son, where'd you find this? Holy <laughs> shit, man! Damn. All right, um, what else do we got here, Chris? Hold on one second. Um, all right, we got uh, five bucks. Old man Jenkins, are we close to leveling divorce as in favor favors women right now? We we actually we're, we're going to talk about a new law, an alimony law coming up that we'll we'll see. Uh, she's so ice TV. What's up, team? F uh, F for life. Myron, uh, I love to link with me with these lawyers for my family situation I'm dealing with currently. We got you, icy. Uh, Joshua Kimmer, she's a member of the team. Uh, can we get Roger Good- Goodell from the football, from the NFL, NFL to, to draft, draft up, up collective bargaining agreement for the women to sign so that the agreement for governing family matters is above the law? What? If he has time outside the massage bar. <laughs> okay. Masculinity had cancer in 2020 and couldn't work for a while in chemotherapy. I got behind in child support and I requested help from the courts. I was sued by the state and they left the decision to waive the 13K to her. She denied. Okay. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, retroactive. Oh, well- let me just point out something real quick. Mm-hmm. So if you are currently under a child support order and, you know, you lose your job or something bad happens, you have to file a petition for modification immediately. Because let's say you have like uh, an initial custody determination, like an initial divorce or paternity. The court can go back two years to adjust retroactive. But in a modification, if you already have like a child support order, uh if you want the court to be able to modify it, you need to follow the petition. You can't be like, oh, what's lost- the name of that petition again for the people out there? Petition for modification. Okay. So, you know, let's just say you're ordered to pay two grand a month because you used to be making big money. Yeah. You lost your job. You can't wait a year and expect the court to go back a year. A court can only go back from the date you file your petition for modification. Oh. So if you lose your job or bad things happen, you need to like call us immediately so we file the petition. Because, okay. you know, we'll follow the petition. You may not be in trial for six months or a year. Yeah. But the court but will be able to go back. back right? Will that allow, afford you the opportunity to kind of halt payments there at that point? Or you, no. You can file a motion to a bit. The court will have jurisdiction to do that. I'm just saying, like, if you lose your job and you sit around for for a year and you don't do anything, that Stupid. child support is, is yes, it accumulating, and the court has no jurisdiction to modify to go back. it. Okay, from the day so, that you yeah. stop working. So and also true. for alimony. That's true for alimony oh, as well. Any, any support, right? Yeah, so, so if you have a support obligation and something bad happens, you need to file the petition immediately. What if, not, I'm, what if I'm in a coma? Then you should have... Then, no, then a great fam- question. A, a fa- yeah. Then a family yeah. member should retain us and do it 
on behalf of. But yeah, absolutely. You won't be able to because you will need a durable power of attorney or you will need a guardian. And this is why you should have estate planning documents that stipulate who has that power to make those kind of decisions and make those sort of filings for you on your behalf. Because if you're in a coma, you're not competent. And as a t- ethical attorneys that we are, we would not be able to file something on behalf of somebody that's in a coma. Good question. Yeah, that is. You should probably you should put, put like your mom or somebody or something like somebody that. Somebody that, that you trust that could make those very important decisions Damn, for you. Especially if you got some money to your name or something. And, and Absolutely. How wealthy, like Prince died without a will and all. Like, that's like insane to me. I don't understand. Damn. But it well, happens every day. That's that's some game, though, like that you need to file that petition immediately because that will save you a lot of money and headaches I in the future. I can't even tell you how many clients have, have contacted me and say, oh, yeah, I lost my job a year ago and I want to file the petition. I want to go back. And I'm like, we can go. Yeah. There's You're still a- on the hook for that money because oh, you never documented every, it with the court. Every penny. Every Damn. penny. Wow. When you, have, when you have an order that says you have to pay, if you want to modify that order, you need to file. If you don't file, order can't be modified. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. Damn, that's there you it. go, guys. Write that one down. That's huge. Uh, okay. okay. Please give information on benefits versus risk of DPA domestic partner agreement. I don't want to be married, but I keep losing good quality women as a result. So I'm considering this route as an alternate. What is that? Hmm. Oh, you mean like domestic my, partner? I mean Miami had, like Miami. I know in, in Florida you can have like a domestic partnership agreement to like put someone on your health insurance policy. Oh, but you're not necessarily married. Okay, okay, but okay, but a DPA that's not going to trigger like alimony or equitable distribution. So, so that's good then. It could be. It's like you're kind of a fake wife. Ha. Huh. Right. Like, I mean, it's like, sure. hey, 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 we, sure. we're, we're, we're partners. Right. It's like, and this is, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. This is what they used to call partnerships between, you know, homosexuals before legal marriage, gay marriage was approved. Right. If I'm not mistaken, you used to call it domestic partnership. Something like that. I have no idea. I, I, I mean, it's probably, legal now, but probably I'm, right. Like, like early 2000s before I think Obama got enacted back in like 2010, 2011. But this can be considered getting married by the church. Right. It's not legal. It's not legal, but. I don't know. No. Okay. Great so you, question, you guys deal with actually. DPAs a lot or no? Not, not so not no. common. Not, not I, common. I actually I had a case. Uh, these people got married in New York in a Jewish wedding ceremony, but never went to the clerk of court or, or the, to get their marriage license. Oh, yeah. But the court still found it was legitimate marriage under oh. New York, under New York law. In oh. Florida law, it wouldn't have been that that case. Okay, wow. but you just have to be very careful when you get married. <laughs> I have a question about that. So, I, I, I someone like mentioned that there was this guy that married this chick. She, it was obvious that she married him for the money, or whatever. And unbeknown to her, he went to the Dominican Republic and filed for a divorce. I, I heard about it, and, and like years ago, it was like a long, long time. Yeah. I, I heard it's an old guy. Yeah, yeah an old dude, some dude that I, had I, a I lot of money. Something. I read something about. He died. That. She tried to get the money out, and he basically and basically they're like, "Oh no, we can't," because you our guys were actually divorced. And he basically did the thing we discussed before with ex parte in the dr without her knowledge. I feel like I read about that in Yahoo News, and like I'm not prepared to like give it a legal opinion on okay. that. But right. interesting. Have you seen that before? Is, no, seen that? no, I haven't. I haven't no. seen that before. But we have divorced people that we've never served the other party. We've done that dozens and dozens of times. It's called divorce by publication, which means that if I'm married to Dan and I under oath, and this is in Florida at least, fill out an affidavit that says, I don't know where Daniel Silver is. And I have done, and the, the affidavit is sort of standard. So it tells you like, you have to check the post office. You have to ask his family members. You have to, you know, a list of things that it's almost standard. If I check everything off and I sign it and I, and then I give it to my lawyer as your lawyer, like, okay, so you really don't know where your You've husband is. I really don't. Then we p- publish it in a newspaper that 
nobody reads. And this is <laughs> yeah, just facts. the truth. This is just the truth. I didn't make yeah. this up. This is what the law is. And, you know, a few weeks, months later, you're divorced. Now, the court, and correct me if I'm wrong here, counselor, will retain jurisdiction for like children's issues, right? Because this is technically like a default final I mean, judgment. In, in If you're talking about a divorce by publication, divorce. yes, the, all the court could do is say like, poof, you're, you're divorced. divorced. You're can't divorced. do equitable distribution, can't so, do alimony or support issues, right. can't that determine can, best interests of the children. That no. can always be reopened. And as a young lawyer, I remember trying to put that in the order, not knowing. And like I had a judge very very experienced judge. Yeah. veteran judge and she just looked me in court and she was like yeah no she crossed off like because i was like wife keeps the house or yeah. you know husband keeps the house I, I don't remember if it was a man or a woman i was representing very long time it's like no i will divorce you but i'm not going to divide any property mm. or state anything about anything because that other person could always come back and reopen the case yeah. but we will get you divorced for yeah. purposes of getting divorced so yeah. i believe uh, the dominican republic story for sure is, is this something similar to kind of what kim kardashian is doing right now not to involve sluts but isn't she doing some kind of weird divorce situation like that That's where a little no, different. she did a bifurcation right a little I, we uh, love bifurcation. can you guys tell us what that is sure so a bifurcation is when the court is going to enter a final judgment of divorce but reserve jurisdiction on financial issues because there could be like crazy complex or something i will tell you that florida law does not favor a bifurcated divorce judges want to get it done all at once but sometimes you know let's say someone's old and they might be dying or they're sick and they're like hey i want to get divorced so i can you know bequeath my estate to my children or other right. people other than my soon-to-be ex-wife so a court in that case you need to have good cause to bifurcate a divorce but that's what's going on in kimmy's case okay and she are she basically like you know her <laughs> is she arguing that like kanye's crazy or something like that is that what she's is that like her grounds for doing it that way because he refuses to divorce her I don't know how she got Look, it's in California, I believe. I don't know what, under what ground she was able to get it because they're both in good health. They're both young. Um, unless it's the whole, this is so complex and this has been dragging for so long. Let me just get divorced first and then we'll deal with the- uh, From what I understand, he's refusing to sign any type of divorce paperwork because he, he he's afraid that it's going to limit his ability to- But I think, he are, I think they already got divorced. I think they're divorced right. the, as the, of the right court, now. Yes, the It's just the, 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 the property issues right, right now. Right, right, right. Okay. Because there's a prenup and he's challenging it and it's- That's right. Last minute, he challenged the prenup. It's kind of stupid. Wow. Okay. He did. He Just did saying. challenge the prenup to try to drag it. Not because he really, guys, not because he really not wants to money. challenge it. Yeah. He just wanted to like kind of like potentially mess with her. Drag it a bit. Put him a fight. Drag okay. it a little bit. Yeah. I think he's just a little butthurt over the Pete Davidson thing. You mean, you mean Skeet? <laughs> Skeet, Skeet. Uh, Jay, if someone is married in communion and a partner passes away, but the survivor bought the property prior to marriage, are the remaining descendants, kids, eligible to payment slash stocks and said property? Okay, if somebody is married in yeah. communion a and a passes away. partner passes away, but the survivor, but prior to the marriage, are the remaining Oh, okay. So the dead person's kids are the dead person's kids eligible? Yeah, pretty much. Sounds like a. Uh, okay, for a trust I, I see what attorney. you're saying. No, no, no. Well, look, I, I see what you're saying. Assuming there's no estate documents, and this is just putting simita. That means a little bit of a little bit above here, real quick. Um. If you have minor children and it's homestead property, you cannot, um, you cannot like, you can't leave them on the streets. What's a homestead property? But a homestead is like your primary residence oh, okay, here okay. in Florida. Okay. But it gets really interesting when it's children from another marriage. So basically, this is a fully huge loaded question that I would much rather like answer you like 
hit me up call at the firm. Law. all right yeah, yeah or call got me. you uh ox1125 if the biological father gains 50 50 custody is the mother still entitled to child support the, I great mean, question it depends on her income the father's income uh the, whoever's let more incubinous <laughs> you're almost there almost. you're how, almost there how does it go again it's in- impecunious impecunious yeah but look child support is a formula so you look at okay so now you have equal time sharing as far as overnights but there's still going to be you know both parties income the cost of the child's health insurance daycare but it it's a formula so i have divorce power analyzer and i can run that scenario and we run the incomes and you know child support statutory so it, it is what it is but to answer your question Yes, if the father's making a bunch of money and the mother's not, the mother's still entitled to child support. Yes. And okay. I'll talk to you real quick about Black China. You know, she was in the headlines oh, yeah. recently because China, she was yeah. like, Rob I Kardashian. had to give up my three cars. And then they were like, why would we pay you child support? We see our kids like Monday through Saturday or yeah. some crazy amount of hours and days. And we pay for this and this and this and yeah. this. Those are all things that I don't know the specifics of their cases, but that you could also consider child support. They pay for like, they pay for the kids' education. It's like forty thousand a month or something sure. crazy, or a Daycare year or something. Maybe it's a year, but the bottom line is, uh, th- yes, that makes sense. Like even and really, maybe they make around the same at the end of the day. You never know. So because child support, I think what a lot of uh, this isn't all women, but a lot of women try to use it as like a tool, like to get money out of the guy. Whereas, like, the guy's actually supporting the kid and he does see him enough to support the kid. And Here, they'll still be like, well, you still though, owe me this much money, and it's like, what? Here's the thing, though. From my experience, child support. It ain't that much money. It's not. Alimony can be very chunky. Alimony, okay. you could you could be parting with a large percentage of your income. Plus, alimony and child support combined can be very, That's very what chunky. Kills people. But I'll tell yeah. you, like, okay. I mean, I'm representing a mother where the dad is an NFL player and he's making millions of dollars a year. And the child support is like five, six grand. When he's making millions a of month. dollars. Right. A month. But like okay. in comparison to you know, the income, yeah. it's it's a drop in the bucket. It's just not that much money. Okay. Especially like kids are expensive, man. With between private school and, and everything that you know has to pay, it, it's five, six grand a month may not go that far. Okay. But again, child support is just not that much money as far as what people think it might be. So for the people, there's an equation that they use to to uh, calculate child support. Yes. Can we go over it real quick and we can maybe use a scenario of a hundred thousand dollars? It's kind of like I'm, I'm not gonna try and like go through the quadratic formula. Yeah, 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 your, yeah, of course, but of I will tell you that yes, there is a formula that is used. And you know, anyone that's curious, give me a call. You already have my cell phone, and I can run some child support guidelines for you. Right. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> but basically but, you're going to look at her income your income um the number of overnights that's uh-huh. why it is important to have time with your child overnight time not okay. just for the child support but because you really want to build a relationship with your child um and then of course who pays for health insurance who okay. pays for daycare if they're at the daycare level and then it's somewhat of a complex formula so yeah. complex that there's but a these program. are pertinent factors right night overnight yeah okay i'm not good at math Enter, so i just use the program and it comes out and it tells you what the monthly obligation <laughs> okay. is and it tells you what the pro rata applic- uh, uh pro rata monthly obligation is too so like based on our income you're 30 i'm 70 percent like if, if, if then, the child has an uncovered health insurance cost or like or, some, some or, un- you know, or like after school activities like an array of different things yeah. right Does, Every state have a the same formula, or is it different state by state? It might be different state by state. Okay. This is only Florida. What, what's the name of this formula? 
if you could google okay. and there are child support guideline worksheets online and if you're really good better than us at math and all this and that you, you could probably it. figure it out so and, i can see why you can't give a concrete answer because there's so many factors that go in with how, how often you have the kid overnight pay for child care if you tell me this is the overnights this is my income this right. is your you could plug it in and it'll be within five dollars anywhere with the state of florida where alimony it could be like a you know a crap shoot but yeah. I, I want to bring something I've Unless... got, hold on i've got two little sayings that i say a lot in my family law cases number one greedy pigs get slaughtered and number greedy, two greedy what pigs greedy pigs okay get slaughtered okay and number two is the juice worth the squeeze? Okay. And we're talking about child support. It's like, hey, do you want to spend, you know, ten or fifteen thousand dollars on this child support case, fighting over five or six hundred dollars a month? Mm. You know, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, it's bad business. I mean, if a client's going to come to me and say, like, okay, I've got this case, and you know, I don't want to take ten thousand dollars from someone if I'm not going to get them that back in value. Yeah. You yeah. Know? At least well, right, break even exactly, or something. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're going to take. I'll take 10 grand from you and all of a sudden like save you a grand in child support. That's bad business. Yeah. You know, yeah. that makes me a schmuck. Yeah. So, you know, got it. We got to, we run guidelines at the beginning of the case to say, Hey, like, this is what we're fighting about. Cause some attorneys, you know, they'll let a case go on for months before running guidelines. And then all of a sudden the client's like, wait, I've spent how much money fighting over what in child support? doesn't make any sense. So right away, I'm like, look, if this is kind of the range of the child support between like 800, $900, $1,000 a month, like let's not spend 10 grand arguing yeah. out over it. Understandable. You know? Okay. Uh, recap 20 bucks. Oh, uh, we had, uh, can we show that one? Uh, let me clarify. I have three businesses as a, uh, as S corp and every quarter uh, distribution goes to my father's account and me only as a co-signer. Will this get me off the hook? And that's from before. But they're your businesses. Yeah. The yeah. distribution is going to your father, who sounds presumably funky. a partner. You need to hit them up, man. Because and this is the thing, guys. They can't like necessarily give you like concrete answers right, like right here, right now, because they need to have a bunch of different facts. One little fact, guys, can change the whole outcome. This is true, but I'll tell you what. In that scenario, if that's the case, uh, if you're in a divorce case, your dad could get joined as a party, and that business could get joined as a party. Oh. So you may want to keep your dad out of your family business. Oh, <laughs> shit. Wow. Oh, shit. Oh, All right. Uh, Diana Furpo, uh, 50 bucks. How does, and you said that earlier, right? Uh, um, what is it? Greedy pigs get slaughtered? Yeah. Okay. Diana Furpo, 50 bucks. How does a living trust protect your home in a marriage slash divorce? My home is paid off and in a living trust. Wondering if it's safe, love, fresh, and fit. It was the home purchased prior to the marriage and was the trust established prior to the marriage? Because I've had cases where, I mean, a trust is just like a corporation. You can mm -hmm. join the trust to the litigation because let's just say, you know, you get married and then, you know, a year after your marriage, you put all this stuff in the trust. But if it's marital, the wife's going to have a claim to whatever in the trust. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, it's kind of like, oh, a Swiss bank account. Okay, like you might be protected from certain things, but not the wife's interest if it's marital funds. Bam. Okay. Uh, right. DL Saint really wants a no podcast. Great show. Keep leading from the front, gentlemen. Thank you so much, DL Saint. We appreciate it. Uh, sure. uh, so uh, okay, so we um, we're good, Chris. Right? Yeah, we got caught up. Okay, so we we covered prenuptial agreements pretty extensively. Um, alimony. Uh, we touched on it a little bit. I knew there's an. Uh, I know uh, Jen, you want to talk about there's a new alimony reform bill uh, with the governor right now. Um, and also alimony in general is fairly ambiguous. Right. So you guys want to break it down for people what let me, alimony let me is? Just and say that for the past almost 70 years, there's always been an alimony reform bill. There, it, there's always been something in the legislature, but it just has never passed. Yeah. Like literally five years ago, I was literally presenting on the new alimony bill. But passed, yeah. in a nutshell, 
courts have a lot of discretion when it comes to alimony. Yeah. You could have, you know, the same set of facts before 10 different judges in the state of Florida get 10 different results and they're all going to be affirmed on appeal because the judges have discretion. This new bill, it's talking about doing like a formula, like kind of like child support to calculate alimony. And I'm not a big believer in that because every case is different. Every family is, is different. And I don't believe judges should be locked in to a formula when it comes to alimony. It's kind of like in criminal cases, they have like the sentencing guidelines. Yeah. You know, mm. I, I, yep. I'm not a big fan of that. I think mm. judges should have all the discretion in the world mm -hmm. because they're judges. That's yeah. what they're there to do. Yeah. They shouldn't be locked into like a formula that the legislature creates. Yeah. And look, this alimony reform bill, I know it's like there's men in the legislature with alimony obligations are like screw this man we, we need to reform this because i yeah. got screwed <laughs> now can you can you break it because th th there seems to be especially on this side of the internet a lot of uh points of contention with what alimony really is some people say well she was living her life at this point she marries you and now you're responsible for holding it at this level some, some people say it's to make sure that she's not impecunious right uh that she's needs, not on food stamps after needs and necessities that's what alimony is designed for not to equalize incomes and look standard of living is one factor it's not a super factor okay. and there's case law that says yo when two people are living in the same house and at this standard of living when they get divorced standard of living is going down okay that's it okay but you know there's alimony is specifically designed to make sure that the impecunious spouse <laughs> has her their it. needs and necessities paid for okay and here's here's another and i think the important thing is to say needs and necessities yes. not wants right needs and necessities not, very not luxury stuff and there's no savings component to alimony so if someone's if a wife or you know someone's receiving alimony over the course of two or three years yeah let's just say you know they're receiving three thousand a month and after three years they've been able to save 30 grand well, that husband is over or ex-husband's overpaying. You're not supposed to be able to save any money oh. from the alimony that you're paying. Okay. There's no savings component to alimony. Okay. And guys, just keep in mind that we're talking about Florida specifically here. You know, obviously, you know, uh, family law is going to change and vary depending on where Absolutely. you are. I know we got a lot of international viewers from Great Britain, Canada. You guys are tuning in. So, I mean, it's interesting to see how it works in Florida. But obviously, you know, you're going to have to consult with your family attorney wherever you are to get the most practical and best and I guess most accurate advice no, for your course, situation. Course, but, um, course. but that's interesting. I did not know that. So I guess uh, at least with Florida, she shouldn't be saving them alimony. Checks. Correct. Every dollar <laughs> that's being paid in alimony should be going to the needs and necessities, the gas, the food, the rent. Is there a way to check and balance it though? <sighs> not unless you file for modification. Because once you file a modification case, then you get the bank statements and discovery and all of this. So that's oh. it's, it's, you're right. It's very challenging. The modification we discussed earlier when your money income, your income situation changes. Right. You need some sort of substantial change in circumstance to warrant a modification of alimony. And then you start to get her stuff. Because yeah. you're discovery. right. I mean, how are I you going to know that this, you know, spouse is like saving money? You're not going to know. You're not going to know. Mm. But it could come out up in discovery. Okay, so theoretically, you guys make good points. You guys make yeah, good points. I, I, yeah, because I'm like thinking school. for the people here. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> like me. theoretically here. Like if you're a guy, um, if you're like a guy, right, and you're like you feel like you're overpaying your check, right, and you're like, you know what, man, I just, you know, I bought another property, my income has went up substantially. I want to file a petition to change. I don't know what we were talking about before. Yeah, but now your income. No, no, yeah, you want your yeah, income yeah, to go down. Do it's got to go down. Right. All right. Let's say I sell a property then, and I lose. I'm losing. Your income, income goes up. You're, you're yeah, you can't do nothing. All right. Let's say my income goes down. Right. Uh, I, I sell a real estate property, and I'm no longer getting that cash flow. Right. Hey, I need to file this petition. 
file it now i get access to her financials yes, yes. and 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 if through discovery and now i able um, i inadvertently discover that she's been saving my goddamn alimony money then That's we can basis for modification absolutely bam maybe okay. not for termination but for a reduction okay that's yeah. good. All right. That's a little cool. Okay. With, with yeah, a lot of sauce on this bill, show. I know that it's it's like a maybe, maybe, but like Dan said, it's a huge deal that we might have a formula for for once now. Whether yes, that's like a new reform, not, right? If it, if it if it passes, if he if the governor doesn't veto it. Okay. But another thing that I think is interesting about that bill too is that they're in it. They squeezed in that there will be a 50-50 presumption. I think your viewers want to know that with children. Okay. In other words, now judges, instead of thinking best interest of the child, are going to go walk in and say the child should be with Jennifer and Daniel 50-50, no can, matter what. And then from there, we start scaling down. Can you explain? That's that's profound. Can you explain the difference between inter, best interest of the child versus this is the best interest of the child. Right. Yeah. Well, the best interest of the child could be that if they should be 90% of the time with Daniel because yeah. Daniel's it, just a tough. better father. It's yeah. just in the best interest. He's the one that gives them the piano lessons, the guitar lessons. He takes them to tennis, you know, and mom's over here just no good. Whatever I should it is, be writing this to. down. Right? Yeah. Like she he it just it's just that's the best interest. Whereas when if they change this and this doesn't get vetoed, when we walk into court, it doesn't matter that Jennifer hasn't been to any medical appointments with the kids. It doesn't matter that Jennifer's never taken the kid to a tennis lesson. It doesn't matter that she's never shown up to one show ever of the kids, I don't know, you know, showtime or whatever. Yeah. The court has to start now at 50-50. And now you got to convince me why I should take 50-50 away from this man or this woman. Bam. And I like that because it's more fair. as a breadwinner, as a man, you, let's be honest, like you're not going to have a lot of the time. You, you're at a disadvantage when you come in with the first. I agree. The on former that. because you're a breadwinner. So you might not necessarily have the time to spend it with the kid. And then the mom can go into court and be like, well, he's a terrible dad. He never takes him to Little League he's always or any of this other stuff. He's always working, blah, blah, blah. And. And Dan, so, we've had cases like that where they walked in and they're like, we take the kid to the to the whatever, you know, yeah, what but, case but I'm that talking was about. then and this is now, you know, like, OK, like we both had our roles during the marriage. But it Maybe affected it, that hearing, it that did, hearing. But, but, but here mm -hmm. to me, judges should have all the discretion in the world because there's no one size fits all for Florida families. Every yeah, family is different. And judges should not be on the bench to rubber stamp you know, what the legislature puts in place. Yeah. Judges are hearing from individual families to determine what's in the kid's best interest. So, you know, if dad during the marriage happened to, you know, work full time and late nights and weekends, but after the divorce is, is fully around and there, I mean, there shouldn't be a default. The judges should hear. I get it. But isn't it better to start at 50-50 at least as a starting point, though? Here's the problem. You're going to start at 50-50 if the dad is a crackhead, too, or the mom is a crackhead. And I can see where that would be negative. 50 there, too. Mm. Real quick, another thing. If this bill passes, and I know it's a lot of if, but if it does, we need to come back and really flush it out. It is retroactive. And that is freaking huge. Oh, because wow. that means if you're paying alimony right now and you think you can now fall under these new guidelines, you will be able to reopen your case and modify alimony based on this uh, alimony hey. reform bill. And, and that, literally, that, that, that might be very good for business, but that's going to like literally open up the floodgates and all these open. We're going to need more judges. Those yeah. cases are going to be reopened. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. going to be wild. Um, okay. Um, and then, all right. Anything else, Chris? Uh, just a follow-up question, which I'll allow this time. Okay. Um, what is second. it? Okay, we'll pull it up. Uh, why? Why? Jay? Yeah. The children are above twenty-one, and it is. It is not the homestead. Would they be entitled to shares in the property even though it was brought, bought prior to marriage? This is a follow-up question. 
it is not homestead and they're above 21. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's, it's, what is the house titled under? If it's not titled under the deceased spouses and they're over 21, at least in Florida, they're not going to be able to take a part of that, of that property. In other words, um, if, if, if I'm married to Daniel and we have minor children, those minor children are going to have a stake in whatever property, homestead property that we own. But if, he has older children that are over 18, not even 21, over 18. They're not going to be entitled to anything unless his estate documents say otherwise. Mm. Um, but even so, if it's not titled in 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 the, uh, you know, it's titled in us and he dies and it's like, for example, right to survivorship, it's mine. Yeah. Like, so it all really depends how the property's titled and what your estate documents say. Yeah. Is my opinion. And and that's why, you know, they, they gave you kind of like a, a basis there, but definitely go talk with an attorney in your area. I see, I see that looks like a British pound right there. So uh, definitely go talk with a lawyer in your area. Um, Jay Fabulous and uh, Jay, uh, I think that's the last one here. Ask about palimony. Many men don't know about this topic either. Man, I've heard this term. Yeah. Palimony, palimony. what is that? I, don't, I think I, it's something like along the lines of you are you, you got to continue to pay your girlfriend's rent or something like that. I think like you've lived Blue with Jazz her for so many years. Yeah, Blue like Jazz mentioned this crap. Palimony. Yeah. Not in Florida. Not in Florida? Florida. Okay, no. it doesn't exist. Never get one. married. You're good. No common law marriage here. Sheesh. Okay. Shout to Rob uh, DeSantis. Is that well, his name? By the way, we talked about Colombia many, many shows ago. Yes. They do have common law marriage in Colombia. So, oh, they do? Yeah. So, cuidate, papi. Can, can you, real quick for the people out there, can you tell them what? Can you tell? Yeah, he's like, what? It's like, it's like I don't know the specifics. I want to say it's as early as two years, by the way. And the reason I'm. Bro, Colombia's not safe no more. Yeah, but, no, but, but let me let, digress. I can, let, if you want to talk about this more profoundly, we can talk about it after the show. I'll do a little research for you, but be careful. There are countries, Latin American countries, it's. Coming like marriage. Basically, you still... can you can Bro. be married without getting married. Yeah, <laughs> but not Florida, but not that, can you guys tell people real quick overview what is common law marriage? Because some people might sure like you you hold yourself out as a couple, and then the law provides that even though you haven't like gotten married and like said I do, you're married under the eyes of the law. Right. Oh, like if, if, if like right now it turned out like me and Dan weren't really married, but we've been coming on your show for like a year or two years saying we're married, we're in love, and then we're not really married. So Florida doesn't have that. No. no. Okay. No. All right. One no. last uh, one last question as well because I this we get hit with this all the time with cohabitation, etc. Let's say you guys are not married, but you guys are living together, um, and the girl lives with you or whatever. Once she starts receiving mail, she's basically like a tenant, right? You can't get her out. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think the statute actually says like 15 consecutive days or something like that, which is why on analysis you'll yeah. see that they'll say you cannot have any guest stay for more than 15 consecutive days or something yeah. like that. A lot of leases will say that. Um, at certain amount, a certain point, they become you know a resident of the residence. And you can't get them out. Well, you can get them out, but you will have to. It's not called eviction. An eviction. I think it's a detainer unlawful, yeah, the, or the, unlawful the, the, detainer. detainer. Yeah, there's right. a whole series on this. Yeah, in yeah. Netflix. it's not. It's not a. It's not an eviction because an eviction is you have a lease and you have a tenancy. You know, but not. But you could get them out. Yeah, of course. When you, we first started dating, I wouldn't let her stay for more than seventy-two hours at one time. Hey, <laughs> there we go, my friend. And, so okay, and so and there's no common law, so, and that does not necessarily. Because since there's no common law of marriage in Florida, even if she's with you for two weeks, or let's say she lives with you for a year or two, the state isn't going to assume y'all are married now. Mar you can live together for 50 years. You, you ain't married. No. Cool. And she doesn't start, does she start to accumulate any type of, I guess, interest in your property and wealth that you may accumulate while you guys are together? Nope. Not unless you are, and we have seen this, not unless you add her name. 
We see this okay. all the time. There you go, guys. All the time we see. I'll leave you with this. There was a call I got the other day. Uh, the girl was living with the with the guy. They, they and and she says, you know, I gotta um, I gotta add myself to the title. But and I said, why? And she says, well, because I'm getting in a fight with the HOA. And they said that the only way I can fight the HOA is if I am also an owner of the property. Oh, no. I said, so who owns the property? She says, well, uh, my husband does. I, I said, okay. She says, but this is a property he bought prior to us getting married. So understand, this is a premarital asset. Yeah. And yes, now they're married. But even if they weren't married, I said, okay, well, look, you called me. So I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But if your husband was the one calling me, I would tell him that what he's about to do on some HOA fight BS crap yeah. is he's about to convert his non-marital asset yep. into marital by adding you to the title. Stupid. Yo, damn. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, he's not going to want to hear that. Mm, you okay. stupid. All right. And it went. So, yeah. So, okay. So as long as you don't put there. So you can get with a chick, live with her. Not be married. Just don't put her name on nothing. In Florida. City boys, we up. In you Florida. would be surprised how many men and women do that. We get cases okay. like that all the time. And, and men he, he, and women. Just just to make it a little more complicated. So let's say, you know, you're, you're with some woman. You have a child together. And you decide, oh, I'm going to add her to the real property title and all of a sudden things go south you got to have two court cases one the paternity case and number two the partition case in civil court to, to deal with the property because in paternity oh. the court can only deal with parenting plan and child support Just the kids. can't no deal property. with personal property real property so now you got two court cases to file so the children have no no uh, it's completely separate from like your Assets. Um, there, there's no equitable distribution in paternity cases, but okay. it just so ha it happens all the time where, you know, these mother and father, they buy a house and they put themselves on the title and they own a real property and then they're getting separated. And now the paternity court can't handle it. They got to go to the civil courthouse as well to deal with the house. Okay. And does, they did they just basically force equitable distribution by living together and putting names well, on it even though they're not married remember the, well, it's not equitable distribution but it, it's basically it's it, your joint tenants or joint property owners okay okay because there's, no, gonna there's no to, equitable distribution in paternity you're gonna case. have okay. to file a civil lawsuit separate and apart from the paternity that says i jennifer pratt want to force uh fr fresh to sell this property that we're both titled under. it's called the partition act gotcha okay so and that's that's another lawsuit on top of the paternity not lawsuit. even a family court you're in freaking right. you're in everybody court. else you're, you're general just, civil division. you're in yeah. there with people suing each other for defamation exactly. and a bunch of other shit exactly god damn exactly. okay all right um last, last one. one's here she's so i see and if the father was never a part of the child's life it's still 50 50 great question and i don't know enough about the bill but i think that's part of the issue that it, it's we got would the, start it's there. It's got the presumption, but but look, this well, is no, exactly... No, I think she's talking about the alimony Right, right, refundo. but that's why exactly I'm saying that's why I don't like this bill, because, you know, the okay. judges should have discretion. That's why like, there's a judge who's a person who's experienced on the bench to listen to the evidence and make a determination, not just default on 50-50. But, but can he shift from that 50-50 starting point, though? I mean, I get, look, Florida family law, if you don't know the answer to the question, just guess best interests of the child. That okay. is like the foundation. So I would think, yes, but the court would probably have to have good cause mm -hmm. to, you know, to make a ruling that's that departs from the 50-50 yep. presumption. Okay. Yep. okay. Um, anything else, Chris? No, we're good. All right, guys. Ain't no other podcast going to give you guys sauce like that. Yeah.
Where can the people find you guys? Like the video, guys. For real. Prada.law, www.prada.law. Uh, my Instagram is at Pratlaw. It's also my new TikTok as well, at Pratlaw. Um, Facebook, so... just search for Prada.law. Uh, the website, www.prada.law. Our n- phone number, free consultation, 888-88-LEGAL. Email info at Prada.law. And if you're trying to reach Daniel, apparently he wants to give you Why his not? phone number. 305-793-5790. <laughs> this also, I got dsilver at Prada.law. Don't call myself after midnight. I won't return your call. And uh, guys, check them out, man. They're fantastic. We've worked with Listen, them on a man. bunch of stuff. And Actually, Jenna saved us from, from getting in trouble a Listen, couple of times. So many gens being shared here. Facts. Imagine when you get behind... You know their personal yeah, time exactly, and you get like uh, they they are able to actually hear all the facts, and they we've worked with them on personal stuff for yep. us as well, guys. So check them out. All their links are below. We'll bring you guys back again. I'm glad that we Absolutely. were able to bring y'all back. Oh, That's some stuff going on. I don't want to tell you guys how great we are. So just Google us, man. You'll see Avo reviews, client endorsements, and yeah, it, it speaks for themselves. Especially if the bill passes, I'll let you know. Absolutely, so we yeah. We'll have we'll have, have really to have you guys come back. We'll have to cut bring you guys back because alimony is a big thing. So. And it's very ambiguous. But yep. guys, thank you guys again for having us. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate Check them it. out. All their links are in the description. We got some lovely ladies in here. We're going to do a nice show here very soon. And uh, like the goddamn video. No other YouTube channel is giving you guys this kind of value. We got y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.